Hello and welcome to the Snake Bitten Podcast with Zoe Fleischman and Sabrina Wang. So today is May 18th and we are going to be talking about our Amstud's experience as a whole throughout the whole year um, and just kind of give some thoughts on it. So Zoe, I think, did we start out with history first? Was that like our very first Amstud's class altogether? I think so. Right. So, when you walked into the room, like... <laughs> I literally don't remember. You I'm know? gonna be... I don't I don't think I remember, like, my first ever impression of history. I remember that hearing... Like, when I saw the class list beforehand, like, the first oh. emails, that was, I think, interesting to me because, like, I had heard certain things about certain people and... Is this gonna be an awkward class? Like, I don't really know these people that well. I feel like, you know, do you remember um, Ava, Ava Parker? Ava Parker was in our class, I remember. Cause I remember I showed up, I pulled up to history and it was, I walked in with Ava and Bagram and then I looked around the room and I realized I really knew like none of you. Yeah. And I was, I was wondering like, how is our class dynamic gonna work yeah. out? Yeah, I thought, th- I think it's because like, you know, there were a couple of new sophomores. Brooks was a new sophomore. I was a new sophomore. Nick was a new sophomore. Um, that might be it. But then, like, I don't know. I didn't really see Bradley that much last year. Like, I didn't even know he existed. Um, and stuff like that really prevented us from even knowing each other. Um, and so I, I was worried that it was going to be awkward, too. I was like, I don't know these people, you know. Like, how are we going to work together as a exactly. class when we have to spend, especially English and yeah. history together? I was, like, scared of you, Bacon and Ava, to be honest, because, like, <laughs> you guys are all, like, part of that, like, little friend group that's, like, mysterious <laughs> and, and, and fashionable and Brandy Melville and, oh and uh, like, cool girls. Um, and I was like, I don't know what's happening, but at least I have Heidi. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, like, I don't know. Um, I never really imagined that we would be as close as we are now. And even so, like, I don't know. I think I never really um, could have thought that that we would be at the place we are now. So how do you think we became this, like, cohesive class? That, like, somehow, even though we all come from, like, these different... Well, like, at Choke, we come from different sort of groups of people yeah ryan is really into stem (laughs) we all have these different interests and yet somehow am studs with mr Connolly and dr lopez somehow like brought us together like what do you think were the changing factors that did this i don't know i guess i think just forcing us to be in a room together it's the same thing as like siblings you know right um because i'm i feel pretty different from my siblings but you force us to stay in a room together for like years and years or at least a couple weeks like you have to talk about something um so like am says i think it's really just like the amount of time that you spend with people just like you have to get to know them you have to know them and despite your actual feelings on them it's like siblings you know totally agree i think another part of it is honestly the stress factor yeah 
um, the fact that, you know, we're all up at these crazy times in the morning just texting in our group chat. Trauma bonding. Trauma bonding, that's the word for it. Um, I feel like our dynamic sort of changes across classes, too. Mm-hmm. Um, like Yeah, it's definitely different between, like, history and English. Definitely. What do you think is sort of the environment in history when we're all together? Stressed. Like, it's, it's, it's much more toxic, I think, in history because we're so worried about the, like, grades and assignments. And then along with that comes SAT and ACT and, and GPA and college and mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. When I walk into history, there's mm-hmm. just this, like, <laughs> scary atmosphere. Scary. Like, I feel like every single class we walk into, the conversation is always somehow about college yeah. or about GPA. And I think that's... That's something when you put a group of Amsteds, I mean, you know, Amsteds High achieving, yeah. High achieving, academic related, like academically inclined students. Because this class is marketed as like for the people who really want to learn history and English and want to like find some sort of interconnection between the two. Yeah, I I think that it's like, it's also though seen as like the the high achieving English class. like. It's not mar- It's not actually an honors English class, but it feels like it. It does not feel like an honors English <laughs> class, to be completely honest. I don't even know what an honors English class is like, because I, I don't know. I've had very like unconventional experiences with English classes that choke between Mark last year and Dr. Lopez this year. But despite that, it feels like it should be honor. Like it feels like counterintuitive because. It's an English class that is sort of marketed as the honors English class, but it doesn't feel like that. But it feels like this certain type of class that should be considered honors by like society's standards because it really like forces you to think for yourself and come up with ideas and be creative. And it's not just like, you know. I think and, it, what? sorry. I think it was like set up with the notion that that the people who choose to take Amstuds already have like this sort of driving, you know, like force that they're gonna yeah. work hard. So therefore when people, well like teachers who develop their own sort of Amstuds curriculums, they like see it that the students are gonna motivate themselves to yeah. work instead of like, you know, having these certain like due dates and having these sort of things. Yeah. But it's, I don't think that's true. <laughs> No, no. I, I think that we are very due date oriented, right. um, driven students. But I don't know. I think that it's. I think that like even if I'm not internally driven to to be on time with all my assignments, well, I guess we don't we don't really have to be, um, you know, worried too much about due dates and stuff in English all the time. But um, there are those final due dates. I feel like more so than anything else, it's challenged me to be an individual thinker. And I think that like so many of my classes this year, whether it's like English class or women's studies um, or even history have have forced me to become um, a critical thinker and like just just sit and think about stuff and talk to people. And it's like, I feel like that's been one of my favorite parts of Cho is like talking to people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why like on my gold key application, I was like, <laughs> what they were like, what's your favorite memory of Cho? And I was like, Amstead's English class and having those conversations mm-hmm. because it's crazy how much I just like learn and 
enjoy learning from other people. Um, and it's people that are, it's people our age. Um, and it's much more of a collaborative environment. Yeah. And I feel like the class material itself sort of reflects this. Like, don't you feel like in the past, maybe like two-ish weeks, like the, the second half of spring term, we've all, like all of the classes that we've taken and we take like similar classes sort of, they're all like more, more project and group yeah. based, right? No, all of my finals this year, except for like chemistry, all of them are project based. Mm -hmm. And um, it sort of like fosters an environment that like forces you to like have these discussions that you were talking about with other people and sorry I'll, I'll, I'll cut that <laughs> but yeah it does it does force you to be collaborative um and like talking to other people and timing and um and it feels like since we're getting older like these deadlines aren't really being forced upon us because we're seen as like more mature and like able to take care of these things ourselves but like sometimes I feel like I still need yeah I agree I think that I, I, it's very free-floating sometimes um it's almost too like I have too much freedom I have too much time that I need to get work done and it's so open-ended that it's almost daunting because I have so many big projects and I have a lot of time to do it but it's just like um, it, 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 it's just like, <laughs> I don't know how long you've been talking. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, the real me at a tempo of 120. <laughs> tempo of 120 <laughs> is two beats per minute, right? So tempo of 120, 120 beats per minute which means that 315 times four divided by two. We've been talking for- Like 10 minutes? We've been only talking for 10 minutes? I don't actually know. This felt like so much longer. I'm so confused. I, I think I did the math wrong. Um, I don't know what to say. Let's okay. just keep talking until- We can just keep talking. One. Yeah, that works. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think that if nothing else this year, the one realization I've hit is that I'm not an introvert. Um, and maybe I've just been forced to spend a lot of time with a lot of people. Um, and, and maybe I am an introvert and I've just like, <laughs> I've just been forced to be an extrovert or an ambivert because did you, did you always think you were an introvert yes really i from the time i was like like a baby i don't know like i've always been they talk about it in psychology it's like low arousal babies which is basically like you're quieter i i didn't cry that much i just sat there and sucked my thumb and just chilled <laughs> because um you know by the time i was two i had a younger brother that screamed all the time um, and I had two older sisters that just kind of did their own thing. So I was just, I was a pretty chill baby. My mom likes to say I was her easiest child. So, um, dub on that one, I guess. But, um, <laughs> but I don't know, like I've always been somewhat quieter. I was shy when I was in preschool. I used to hide behind my mom so I didn't have to say hi to people. Um, stuff like that. Where it was just like, I wasn't necessarily, like, I didn't necessarily dislike people. 
I just was kind of more scared of them. But I think as I've come, like, once I got to Choate, I was forced to figure out my identity, right? So I figured out what I liked doing somewhat. I figured out, I, I finally found a group of stable friends. I make friends, but I have, um, like a stable set of people that I can go back to and talk to about my day and stuff like that. And I just became comfortable in my own skin for the first time in my life. And I realized that I like people a lot more than I previously thought because I can talk to them without like being self-conscious. Part of this sort of introvert concept is, is like how you like present yourself in large groups of people. Yeah. And for me, like I hate large groups of people but the thing is I'm not like Ew, I don't want to talk to a single person here for me it's like I want to like actually get to know these people and know who they are and I feel like there's like maybe one or two people that would, I would actually like in this large crowd and I don't think does that like make me an introvert I don't know because my mom always described extroversion and introversion as like if you're an introvert when you are around people like hanging out, even if it's like a couple people, like even if it's your closest friends, when you leave hanging out with them, do you feel like, okay, when you're hanging out with your friends for a couple hours at a time and you leave, do you feel more or less energetic than you were before? Because when, when I leave my friends, I feel good, you know? I feel happy. Um, but my mom used to say that like when she gets home from a dinner with like with like a, her friends or or gets home from some sort of event she always feels much more tired she was than she was what but like before she went um because she doesn't like being around people for so long whereas like if i could be around people for days i would because i think i i went to this like such a Far, like I think during quarantine I went so far into like introversion I wasn't talking to people that much I FaceTimed people but it wasn't like I had really very few um, times during quarantine that I was around people socially for more than like a couple hours far apart um, so I went so far into this like lonely um, sad wormhole that I realized that being around people is is good for me um, personally, you know, it makes me feel good. I don't want to feel lonely. Um, I wonder, like, what is it about like, people that, like, either, like, turns people, like, away or, like, makes someone feel, like, embraced, you know? Mm. Like, like, for introverts, like, why is it that these people are, are, like, depriving the energy from that's a big psychology thing. I like, oh, he spent a while talking about that. Um, what? They are. But we can, like, bring it back. Yeah. I think it comes down to, you know, being forced into groups of people. Um, because if you're forced to be around people when you don't actually want to be, you're going to dislike it a lot more. So maybe like... And yet, we've been forced into this group of people in our American studies class. 
and we've learned to love each other. Figure it out. Yeah. I say it's love. What would you I say? Describe? It's love. I th- I think I think that honestly, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Like I love our Amstutz class. I love our Amstutz class. I think that we are like a family. We we have issues. We like we're just slightly dysfunctional, and we all have our little quirks and stuff. But I really do like. I I think that we're a family. You know what I really want to break down? What our table format. Like our table, like the way we sit. The way we sit. That's a good I one. I think it's so interesting. That is really interesting because, okay, Amelia always sits closest to the teacher. On the right side. On, well, well she's okay. left of me. Well, given, if we're, if we're going, yeah, given, she, you're, given you're the teacher. Given you're the teacher, yeah. Given you're the teacher, Amelia always sits closest. Right. And then. Whether it's like, because even, even Brooks like sits a little bit farther because it's like two chairs instead mm-hmm. of one. But, um, so Amelia always sits closest to the teacher. Then you get Heidi, um. And I find it interesting how it's like, it's all the girls like on one side, like except for Bingham. Except for Bingham, but like that and was Ryan. how that was how we sort of organized ourselves yeah. at the beginning of the year, and it, it sort of just like boys. fell that way through. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is interesting. I think it's because I feel generally more comfortable expressing my views in a group of all women than I do in a group of all men, and I'll say mm-hmm. that out loud. Like I, I'm not trying. I don't try to hide that. Um, and at the beginning of the year, we, like, didn't know who they we didn't were. Know. Yeah, so, like, I didn't know. I mean, I, like, I kind of knew Brooks. I kind of knew Nick. Mm-hmm. Not well. Like, I barely even interacted with them. I just kind of knew them from classes or from friend groups. Um, but the rest of them, like, I find first impressions of men to be a lot more telling than, like, first impressions of women. Because... In general, women support women, you know, and men don't always support women. So it's that, I mean, it's a stereotype and not all women support women, but I feel more comfortable expressing my views around like while I'm sitting next to you and Heidi Mm -hmm. than I do if I were sitting next to like David and Nick. And also it just takes so much longer for men to mature. Yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah, whenever like, you do try to have these conversations with them, they always, like, what? Well, well, like, you they'll know. They'll make a joke out of they'll it. They'll make a joke they? out of it. And that was, like, my middle school experience or, like, even my freshman experience. So, like, obviously. But I feel like things have, like, changed. Yeah. I think that I think that we have also matured as a class. I think we definitely um, And I think we've matured into this, like, mutual respect. Yeah. And mutual understanding. And I respect what anyone else in the class has to say um and I think it's nice and I think that's a form of love so yeah I think that English and history because we're constantly talking it's, it's so much more discussion based than I thought it would it's, be. It's all talking. It's like, all talking. It's all talking. So I think that's why we're and so it's close. It's easy to bullshit things. It's too. easy to bullshit things. It's easy to bullshit things in any class, but because it's so discussion based, like we talk. And you kind of do need bullshitting in this world. You do. And I you think do. it's a skill that. So I'm <laughs> glad we're learning right yeah. now. <laughs> so I think that like 
but because we're all bullshitting and be, it's like this this trauma bond and then also like bullshitting bond and <laughs> it's just like but somehow this bullshit makes sense it the bullshit makes sense and the bullshit makes sense to each other and mm-hmm. maybe they it wouldn't make sense to like anyone outside of our class but it, it makes sense to us it makes sense to us which is why we're so bonded and i really like that i really like that too more so than like any topics we've covered in u.s history mm-hmm. or or the readings we've done in english like Obviously, in history, it's, like, less bullshitting, but yeah. it's how you, like, theorize the history. Yeah. It's, like, not the core history yeah. itself. But I think, like, what's more important than any of that, though, is, like, the fact that we came out of this class with this bond with other people that will probably never be recreated because there's no way to recreate it. Um, and it's kind of sad, actually. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, it's really sad. You like know, that Zoe, I'm glad I made this bond with you. I'm glad I made this bond with you, too. And with that, I'll begin on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining me. Um, See you guys some other time. (laughs)